0: Welcome into a new episode of Get Fiddles and Paradiddles. My name is Chris. My name is John. And John, we are on episode 45. I I mean, I feel like I just have to say that because we were getting so close to episode 50. And trust me, we're going to celebrate episode 50. But 45 episodes, we have been at it. Oh, yeah. Quite a while. I won't even say how long we've been doing this, but 45 episodes is a milestone. I'm proud of us. It feels, it feels good. How do you feel?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, super, super excited about, uh, um, our 45th episode for sure. It's crazy, man. Like this little thing was just a, just a little pipe dream in my, in my lazy boy chair Yeah. uh, that we've, uh, we've got to this point, man. Um, thanks to all the listeners. Um, thank you to you, Chris, for, for helping me live this out um yeah man we got
0: some uh we got another juicy juicy one for you yeah so um as the title says we are busting one very specific myth today but we may branch out into some other myths um and we're, we're excited to dive into to this one and and really um kind of pick the bones really of, of what it means to be a professional musician oh kinda, yeah you know in this day and age it, there's a lot of different um there's a lot of different ways it could go when someone says I'm a professional mm-hmm. musician or a professional artist. Um, so John and I are going to, it's such a loaded down.
1: question. And it? It, it is so I mean, loaded it,
0: in, in this 2021 slash 2020 COVID reality we live in. It's, it's a lot uh-huh. different now. It's definitely a lot it's different. different. But it John, is. before we get into that, let's let's talk uh-huh. about some some sports. So I'm, here's the thing: we like, love I, sports. People, we love gonna sports. About sports. specifically, we're going to talk about Georgia sports. Uh-huh. The first thing I don't expect, John, in our pre-show conversation, is to bring up the Braves. And you guys know I'm an avid baseball fan. Oh, baseball if anybody knows anything
1: about Chris Mathis, it is he loves the Los Bravos.
0: I love the Los, Los Bravos. Is,
1: that's Spanish for the Braves. Um, yeah, he's a baseball guy. You know, I I I. You know, baseball for me is, uh, it used to be, it used to be up there, uh, as one of my favorites, but you know, college football, NFL football is one and two for sure. Yeah. But you know, the Braves definitely hold a special place in my heart because they were the, the only, you know, major professional franchise that won us a championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're, they're scratching and clawing, Chris. They are. They're making some racket
0: in the NL East. They are. Uh, as of right now, what are they, one and a half, two games back? I think they're um, one game out, sir. I think it's one game out. You're correct. One so, Phillies and the Dodgers right now, we are playing Cincinnati. Uh, this will give you guys, if you're into baseball, like, an idea and context of where we are as far as recording yeah, this. Um,
1: give them some context, man.
0: <laughs> um, but, dude, this season's been crazy. I mean, Acuna a, going a, down, Soroka yeah. with the Achilles. Uh, injuring it again, again. you know, the day he comes out of his walking boot, um, which it it
1: not, I hate to interrupt you, makes you wonder, man, like, I don't know about that, man. Two back to back Achilles tears, man. Like magic a ball says outlook, not good on him. If I were a a, a franchise, would I want to pay that guy ace money? That's tough, man. Well, the
0: longer, the longer I've been into baseball, the more I hear this phrase accident prone right and there yep. are players yep. who are accident prone um and a lot of it has to do with body type um whether you're a pitcher it doesn't matter whether you're a hitter whether you're a great fielder it, or outfielder yeah, some matter. of it just there could there be certain, buzzard
1: luck too you know yeah,
0: yeah it could be that but they, they say that there's there's certain body types that are just more prone to accidents and injuries um and maybe maybe Soroka one of those guys. Travis Darno going down May first. We that got was him huge back. man. This series, huge. yeah, this series with Cincinnati. He's back. I mean, so we've not had our ace catcher, who is a silver slugger, by the way. Um, so that's a huge hitter coming back in. They've got him tonight in the seven spot. In I mean, the seven hole. Okay. I mean, great. if that's he's in cool. your
1: seven hole, man, you're you're that's pretty formidable.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, for, especially for a catcher. I mean, normally you see those guys, they're not hitting, you know, in, in a spot like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, it's still just like, you know, in our pre show, uh, John said, it's still Georgia sports. Yeah. It, know? Is, it man. makes you, it, it is. scares you, I, you know, but
1: I'm tired of hearing about the labor pain. Show me the baby. That's what <laughs> I, I want it. I want the baby. Okay? Show me the baby. Well, well, show I mean, me the baby. Like
0: you said, like you said, I, I don't, I don't think we're beating, I don't think we're beating the Dodgers this year. Um, we might beat the Giants and I get the Padres Or Giants. the Padres a or, Padres. Yeah. or
1: a San Fran. I mean, yep. like yep. the top tier teams in baseball in the NL. Like I'm I, i I'm having a hard time seeing us win a seven game series.
0: Yeah, that okay. would be hard. It was different last year. We didn't have to stretch out as far. Yeah. But with the, we still have the extended playoffs this year. The wild card, uh, you know, I think everybody needs to understand the wild card means that the top 15 teams get to play against each other. That's um, crazy. That's huge, right? I don't know yeah. if they're going to keep that next year. Um, but Yeah, I don't know. You know, at I, this I point, know. we keep playing like we are now, we're definitely going to make wild card, no doubt. But mm-hmm. to be able to oh, win yeah. our division under these circumstances, that's the win that I'm I'm rooting for.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, listen, man. Like like you and I were saying, just you you got to have a chance, right? There can only be one champion, but you got to get in the dance to at least give yourself a shot, right? That ultimately is you know, what any kind of sports franchise should aspire to be as relevant. Right. right. At the end right. of the year, stay okay? in the conversation, stay, stay in the hunt. And they're there, man. We'll, we'll see what happens, man. I'll believe it when I see it, Chris. Okay. Yep. I'm not getting, I've got to save my heart. Yeah. For for Georgia football to rip it out and, and let it beat in front of me before they stomp on it. So Kalima. there's only so there's only so much to go around, Chris. There's only so much heartache Kalima. I could give you. You know what I mean? Uh, I, understand. So, I understand. I um I just you know, and I we've talked about this, I don't know if it was a couple episodes ago, but man, for the love of God, somebody. It was the Hawks, you know, when the Hawks made their little right. run in the playoffs, man. Yeah. Like they had a shot too, man. Like they were like, you know, a game or two away from the finals, and then, yep. you know, who knows what could have happened. But man, it just wasn't you know, meant to be. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, always the bridesmaid, never the bride.
0: You, yeah. Let's not spend too much time on it. But John, okay. I'm sorry, is Mr. NFL too? I love NFL football. I mean, I, I love the NFL. I like, I love football. You know, Georgia sports, all that kind of I stuff. I don't football. live and breathe it the same way John does. But oh, give do. me give me a quick snapshot. Arthur Smith, new coach, tell me your feelings. Are we going to go, are we we nine and eight? Are we, are we above 500? Okay. So
1: we're playing 17 games this season. Right, right, right. So we've got an extra game.
0: I was like, hold on. We got 17 games.
1: So we got an extra game. I don't know, man. Honestly, like I, for the first time, you know, and the Falcons have had, you know, uh, we've had three new coaches in less than eight years, I think. Right, I, mean, I think Dan up, up, up. Quinn was there for four or five seasons
0: mm-hmm.
1: you had Mike Smith before that he was there you know four seasons so um i I, I don't know I'm not expecting anything honestly yeah. man
0: um no uh no 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 predictions
1: I, I mean it's just if get I a, let's get,
0: a fast prediction Keep okay if, if
1: I had to if I had to put some money at a sports bookie I would say the Falcons are probably going to go. Seven wins, nine seven losses. and nine, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or seven okay. and ten? Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, seven and ten. Seven, seven and ten.
0: ten. It's late. We've had bourbon.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Um, seven and ten, Chris. At at you know at best.
0: Yeah. That's uh, still pretty great. I mean, considering I mean, you year know year. they won four games last year. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So winning seven games is three more than last year that's an improvement
0: improvement. i think that's
1: what i want to see i want to see i want to see some talent in the roster right i want to see us transition out of the old and in with the new um for one the defense has sucked i mean i mean i'm talking like eureka vacuum suck you know, <laughs> like Kirby vacuum, the freaking door-to-door salesmen that come oh. with the Kirby vacuums, right? Oh my god, just horrible, horrible defense, uh, defensive efforts, and I think it's just a lack of, lack of talent on that side of the ball, bad drafting, um, and just bad coaching. You know, and mm-hmm. you and I have talked about this. This that's what separates the NFL, man, because like everybody in the NFL, they're good. Yep. okay they all can run fast and they all hit the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. The coaching is what puts the teams in the upper echelon in the NFL, putting identifying what you have and putting your players in the position to be successful. That sounds easy, Mm -hmm. right? But executing, I like Arthur Smith. I like everything he's, he said. Uh, I like the offense he ran in Tennessee. Uh, I think it's going to be similar to what Mike Shanahan ran, you know, the whole, you know, uh, uh, everything's predicated off the run game, lots of play action, you know, lots of motion. Um, and I think that that's where Matt Ryan uh, thrives in that type of offense. You know what I mean? Where he's not sitting back there in the pocket, you know, getting the, taking the snap from shotgun where he's already seven yards deep and he drops another seven yards and they just cream him. Right. You know, like having some creativity in the offense, you know, getting your playmakers the ball. Um, I, you know, I guess to summarize my expectations, uh, I I expect a little bit of, in, of an improvement, but I don't see them winning more than seven or eight games this year.
0: That's good. That's fair. I mean, I think that's fair. That,
1: I, yeah. You know,
0: yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that sounds fair to now, me.
1: Now, Georgia, on the other hand, I'm going to be pissed off they don't win a championship. I'm just going to say it right now. Like, okay, the stars have a line this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, Alabama's truly, down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you have got a favorable schedule. You can say our okay. schedule is even if very even favorable. even if you lose to Clemson in the opener. Okay, it's the first game of the year. If you win out, you're going to be just fine. The committee will forget all about this loss. More than likely, Clemson's going to win their division in the ACC. So you're probably going to have lost to a undefeated ACC champion. Right. Right. If you lose, so. You know, it's all in George's hand. I mean, this year, this is the year for Kirby to put up or shut up, man. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, well, I, was, I, I was about to say, if it, it, this might be his last year to do that, I'm I'm, it won't be because everybody, all the boosters and everybody in Athens love him, but I'm done, Chris. Okay, done. I'm done. This is me. You can't see me out here. My blood pressure is getting high. I'm talking I loud. Can I'm sorry, I can guys. tell.
0: I can tell. I know you guys can't see this. I can see John. He's got his hands up. He's about, he looks like he's about
1: to fight somebody. I I am. I'm (laughs) listen, man. I'm going to tell you right now, you want to get my blood pressure high. You start talking about the Georgia football team, but man, it's just time to put up or shut up, man. I agree. I I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go into a whole thing, but I I really think that this is the year for Georgia to do it. Let's, let's,
0: let's just go ahead and make that statement. We're going to speak it into life. I'm going
1: to speak it in the life. I see see them. I see Georgia getting to the SEC championship game, and I hope that they can beat Alabama and get into the playoff and let the chips fall where they may at that point, man. I'm good with that, okay? I I, I can – and I think I've told you this. I've told all of my my friends who are Georgia fans. That's what I've always wanted, even when Mark Richt was here. just want a shot.
0: Just want a shot. That's what John chance. says. Give, give me a shot. Give me a shot, Chris. That's it. Okay. give me a shot. That's all I want. Put me on the stage. Yep. Speaking of stage. Anyway, anyway we digress. Go sports. Um, yep. We are going to get into the meat and bones of this episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to try mm-hmm. to bust a specific myth. And if uh, you guys will hang tight with us, we're going to jump right into it. All right, John. So let me give you some context. Okay. And I mean not not okay. you yeah, yeah, the listeners. Yeah, sure. So John and I we have we have some great conversations. And these normally will happen either at gigs yeah. or on the phone or something like that. And John hits me with this thing, this concept for this episode came together from a conversation we had talking about a rehearsal for a gig. Yeah. So sure did. What we talked about was a very specific myth that we didn't identify it as a myth in our conversation, but actually as we started talking, we were like, wait, like this is, this is so true. This
1: has has some legs to it.
0: Yeah. Um, And so here's the myth. So first I'm going to present to you, to you guys, the listeners, the scenario, and this is where the myth comes from. Yep. I have a very loving wife who supports me as a musician and I kind of keep my head down. I don't really toot my own horn very much. John's the same way, you know, we're, we're humble musicians. And I say that sincerely. Um, not yes, for sure. But our wives, God bless them. They support us to they do. no end. They do. And she will toot my horn for me mm-hmm. in, in in front of people when we meet new people. As, like, okay, as
1: a good hey, woman's supposed to do, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, So, you know. you know,
0: you meet new people and it's like what do you do? What do you do for a living? Who do you work for? Blah, blah, blah. This is just like normal conversation. We're meeting new people. Right. And my wife introduced me and uh, introduces me or says, oh, Chris is a professional musician. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Definition of professional anything in artistry means you get paid to do it. And you get right. paid regularly to do it. Ie professional musician, John and Chris. Here we are, professional musicians. Um, At your service. So he, here's 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 the myth. The first, or I should say, the, the where the myth is founded. Yes. The first thing that ninety nine percent of people say when they hear that you're a professional artist, every slash time. musician, every time. Who do you play for?
1: What band are you in? Who
0: do you play for? Who do you play for? So like clockwork. It happens instantly. Yep. Okay, so let's dig into that part first. So what John okay. and I were talking hey, about yeah, on the yeah. phone was, is the myth is the stage, right? This is mm-hmm. where John and I went mm-hmm. with our conversation, mm-hmm. is that to be a successful musician means that you are on a stage. This equals success. And here's why, and John eloquently put this on the phone, was... From an early age, we're all shown this. We choose to go out and be musicians, and we watch this on YouTube, or we watch this in DVDs, or we went to concerts, and our heroes were on stages.
1: Absolutely. I mean, like, yeah, that's it. That's it, man. Like, that's that's the end game, okay? Yeah. Being on a stage, performing as a solo artist, or performing in a band. OK, like that's the goal, like that's the vision in your head. Right. And I think most people. Even the untrained, you know, the, the you know, the the Mary Sue and Joe, the plumber, that's what they see, too. Right. right. When they think of a professional musician, they see an artist or, or or just a musician in a band. Playing all different kind of places. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean.
0: And so let's clarify neither one of us are coming from a place of like negativity or derogative when someone asks us this question, like, who do you play for? Because this is the rhetoric, you know, this is, this is what we're all shown is that in order to be a successful musician, i.e. professional, you must play for someone. And that someone plays on the stage, meaning you play on the stage, right? Right. So, right. Here's what I think is, 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 here's the myth that, To be a successful slash professional musician does not mean that there has to be a stage involved.
1: I don't think so at all, man. Not anymore, man. And I think that that is really hard for for most common people to, uh, it's hard for them to register like a professional music, not performing live. Right. Right. Like, um, can you be a professional musician and only be an educator? Um, I mean, you, that, that's and I think yeah, that's and the maybe thing, I'm you asking you this, yeah. Chris. I, you know, just for just for my
0: own kind of.
1: Um,
0: well, I think that, that you, you did. So, you know, you come down to deciding like how you want to package this. Um, right. For me, uh, and and John is the same way. Um, being a professional musician or artist in general means that I've got I've got many irons in the fire. Right. I'm not only playing on those stages. Yes, but I am also doing session work. I am right. teaching. I am yeah. doing online recording. Uh, I actually have a podcast with my 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 my, my very best friend,
1: John. That's right, right? buddy. Right. That's so right. Th- these are
0: these are the irons that we that uh-huh. we have going. Like, there is always someone reaching out, going, "Hey, I need this for a session work." And I've got my student my student base, and I am playing my gigs, and I am in more than one band. Uh, John being the same way. Um, so the stage thing is there, but I think that yeah. what's special really about the, the time that we live in is that you could be a professional musician and run a incredible YouTube channel and that be it. You know, how many, how many awesome oh YouTube God, channels Chris. are there out there?
1: I mean, like content creators, okay. Is a new form of artistry, right. if you will. And if you're in
0: the right spaces, you could tell someone that you're a content creator and then that would, instead of saying you're a professional musician and maybe, you know, I've got a YouTube YouTube channel, but that factors into if I'm a content creator, they go, cool. What platform are you on? Mm. I'm on YouTube. Awesome. I'll check you out. It doesn't necessarily mean that you make money, but if I'm going to say the word professional in there, I better be making money.
1: Because that's what ultimately any, anyone in a, in a trade. Or or uh, uh, or profession, for lack of a better word, you have to exchange money for your services. Right. Okay. Yep. That is the definition of professionalism. I'm providing you a service, and you're going to pay me for said service. Right. 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 Whether you're creating content on YouTube or our podcast or whether you're performing your craft on a stage. Yep. Okay. You're exchanging money for that service. That is what it means or that is what separates professionals from amateurs. Right. Right. Yep. Even in 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 to get back to our sports, like that's what separates college football from the NFL is those guys are getting paid in the NFL, and the college guys are not, right? right. Mm-hmm. So there's a significant step up in quality and in the products and services that you're getting when you pay professional. Right. As to still, when you're in the amateur ranks, there's no exchange of, of, of money for right. that. Right, right. Right,
0: And I think that, you know, when you, again, we kind of go back to saying like, if it's professional, then it means something. And I think that whether, whether it's just the way things have become, especially with the the iteration of, of how everything is digitized now and the internet is so vast and you can create and make all these amazing things and put Uh it out there. And there's all these, these different marketplaces for you to sell your products on. Um, meaning music meaning podcast meaning YouTube or whatever and there's you yep. know all the ad stuff it's just it's it's gotten so vast but that's not what the general public sees you know the no. general public still sees that the stage equals success yep and success you know i.e professional means you must play for someone mm-hmm. and um, I don't know if it's going to be something that I try to start some kind of <laughs> mild campaign against but certain revolution uh, crest yeah, is what I mean, we're doing just, you know just let's figure out how to change this rhetoric you know how do we change the rhetoric from like what it means to be a professional musician or artist um it doesn't always have to you have to mean that you're affiliated with something no. or someone
1: right and i guarantee you after the the covid-19 <laughs> pandemic hit all of these so-called professional musicians who are in playing on stages playing with artists whatever guess what you're not doing shows anymore right does that make you any less of a professional because you're not playing on stages nope no
0: i can tell you what john and i both we just like countless other people we pivoted right it was a moment where you have to pivot and you have to figure out like well Live music is not a thing, right? And so the stage is definitely a factor. It's definitely one of those elements where you make money. But if the stage gets taken away, if that's the only thing you're banking on to be a professional, quote unquote, musician, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've done yourself a disservice. So that, that yeah. moment when you have to pivot and move to something else, that's where that myth gets completely busted.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people had already, you know, kudos to them. Had already kind of before the pandemic hit, and I mean, nobody's a fortune teller. Nobody foresaw this coming, but anybody, at least that in the guitar world, everybody had started a YouTube channel. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. creating content, right? If you are a um, uh, instrumentalist, guitar-based, drums. Whether you're creating content on your Instagram, putting videos up of you playing, that's content creation, okay. Mm-hmm. Or if you're like you, Chris, that do your drum covers, um, which you can find at what's the uh, place where you can find your drum covers? Uh, just hit up
0: you. Just hit up YouTube and search Dream Lab Drums.
1: Okay, so you've got YouTube content creation. Mm-hmm. You've got Instagram social media content creation, like all of these avenues of. Getting your, your art and your craft out to the people, which is what you would do when you're on a stage, right? Right. Like this can be done through your computer, through the internet, right? Like you can connect with people, you can create content and share your craft with people because ultimately that's what it is. At the end of the day, they're consuming your content, whether it's on a stage or on a podcast, your Instagram, whatever, like that, you know, a lot of people um, who are kind of already hip to the, the trends and seen, have seen where this technology is going and like where I need to focus more of my efforts into this, as opposed to this, especially when there are no live shows to be had. Okay. Right. You've really, have to, like you said, you got to pivot and you have to figure out, you know, where, which way you're going to pivot towards, you know?
0: And I think that the thing that people seem to forget is that they stare at their iPads and their iPhones and maybe their computers for hours at a time throughout their day. And they are consuming content that they don't realize is manufactured in a lot of ways. The stuff that we love to watch on our phones, even on Instagram, you know, is, is somehow manufactured in a way that those people are doing their job. Like they're, yep. you know, they're, they're advertising for a brand or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. It seems a little more direct when you're watching YouTube or listening to a podcast. Yeah, It's like, yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. we've got like an avenue that we're actually speaking, you know, for, or, you know, whatever uh, we're in that lane but you know people are out there consuming content constantly and they don't realize that people are putting their time and efforts into that and it's paying dividends i mean the money that can be made through social media is staggering yeah,
1: yeah. and 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 I, i'm just going to kind of like give my my history of of what i what i have kind of what i have consumed as far as like when youtube first hit when YouTube was a thing, when I first heard about YouTube, yeah, I was YouTubing live band performances,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? I wanted to see if anybody posted the Van Halen concert in 1980 out in Ohio. Yeah. You know where apparently they something crazy happened, and come to find out, damn sure there's somebody that posted the footage on there. Like that's I would I would search out live performances of my favorite bands amongst other things. But that was, that was 90% of what I went on YouTube for. It was live performances. Now, when I go on YouTube, I'm looking up, uh, you know, logic pro hacks, (laughs) you know, like, uh, you know, people's podcast, which is, you would think this counterintuitive, but I like to watch people's podcasts.
0: Mm -hmm. Me Um,
1: You know, I like, I've subscribed to certain people's channels. I like the content that they're putting out. It's not them on the stage with their band. It's them just doing what we're doing, chopping stuff up.
0: Right. And, you know, back to your point about the logic thing. I mean, I've known some, some people personally that have channels out for Ableton, uh, tutorials, logic tutorials, uh, even like Adobe apps and Mm -hmm. those kind of things are money makers because people, they don't want to pay for courses, whether they're $10 or a hundred. There is so much great free content to learn on YouTube. Well, yeah. you think that stuff that you're watching is totally free? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not really costing you anything, but what's happening is, is there's ads that are running all those ads that you see, yep. the people that are putting up those videos are pocketing that money. Yep. And, so, and that's, yeah.
1: that's the name of the game, right? Getting money. For the products and services that you're 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 producing, right? Whether you're producing on the stage or you're creating content, that is a should be a new um the new normal uh, for for musicians, right? That should be an avenue that you pursue is content creation,
0: right? And I and I would guarantee you know the thing that that sometimes gets You can kind of get bogged down in as I, you know, John, his brain is full of knowledge and he could pick a lane and say, a lot of it useless, but yes, (laughs) (laughs) but John could pick a lane and say, I'm going to create a, a YouTube channel based around Mm -hmm. this content, you know, whether it be guitar based or line six based or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, he could create a channel and begin going down that path. And even though there's probably a hundred other channels similar to it, mm-hmm. if he stays consistent with it, he will make money. You will make money. You will and make so, money. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and and all of a sudden, what are you doing? You're, you're calling yourself a professional what? A content creator, professional musician. And mm-hmm. see, so all of a sudden the rhetoric again changes. The myth gets busted. And yep. I'm not sure what it's going to take. If it's going to take conversations like John and I are having right now to kind of just put it out there into the air and say, let's stop perpetuating that in order to be a professional musician you must exist on the stage you must be traveling all the time you must be away from your um family you must be a drug addict whatever whatever these like right. clichés that go along with it
1: now i will say yes i agree with everything you said however i do think that you know if you're an instrumentalist um you know you have to cut your teeth playing you know live shows you know that's that's where you're you're going to you know, make your name. You right. know, especially if you're a you know a keyboard player, bass player, guitar player, or drummer. That's where you're going to make your bones, man. That's where yeah. you're going to get your um, start to develop your 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 style. You're going to develop your you, right? Yeah. Like when people need, you know, a certain type of player and they know that you can do it, they're like, yeah, call John. He's the guy. Right. Right. Cause they've seen you perform live. Right. So you've got to, I don't think that that's ever going to, you know, necessarily change per se, like being able to perform live is a, you, I mean, that's just part of being a musician. Like you got to be right. able to do that.
0: That's yeah. It's a critical, I, it's definitely a critical part,
1: but it's, it's not, it's just not, um, it's not the the. It shouldn't be what defined you as as such, right? right. You're not.
0: Well, what I'm saying is, and I think where we're both coming from is just it's not where you're going to hang your hat, right? No, it doesn't uh-uh. have to be just this one sided, one dimensional thing anymore. Thankfully, you know, thankfully, because because I mean, we know that coming from the 70s, 80s, even bands from the 90s and early 2000s, I mean, you had to tore your butt off in order yep. to to make a living.
1: Yeah, you did. And that's, that's, that's part of it. But like, I know some people who go out and play open mics and they play coffee shops and they did, they get paid $0. They get paid in mocha choca, froco frappuccinos <laughs> or whatever.
0: Let's hope they're not calling themselves professional. Right. I mean, I hate but, to say that. I really do. But, I really but do. They but, are, but,
1: but they are, you know, they consider, you know, just the way they carry themselves. I mean, I can tell that they think that they're like, okay, I've made it, you know, right. I've, I've, I'm, I'm playing down at the Mexican restaurant for, for quesadillas and, and 32 ounce cervezas. Like, right. I'm a pro.
0: One of the, I'm not even going to say his name cause I don't want to, I don't want to associate myself with any trouble that may come from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my favorite podcasters I follow on Twitter and recently, um, he tweeted, um, if you use the word professional and you're a musician, be careful Because when you use the word professional, it means that you get paid. If you don't get paid, you are an amateur. That's it. He said, it's just blunt. That's how it is. Um, if you don't get paid, you're not a professional. No, um, I mean, that's, that's, that's doesn't the definition, that carry, right? It doesn't mean that you don't carry yourself in a professional way or that you don't perform in a professional way, but right. this is, this is the, where it falls into the definition of like that, that myth busting or not busting mm-hmm. is if you're going to present yourself as a professional musician. a where are the stages that you're playing with and who are the artists, right? Cause that's not the question that people ask. What stages do you play on? They ask you, who do you play for?
1: Right. Correct. I'll throw this at you. So let's say somebody calls me and say, Hey, I want to hire you. I have a private event at my house. I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars for X amount of hours. I want you to come to my house I want you to do, do your thing. Okay, great. Or I've got an opening spot for a band at my club. It's going to be packed. There's 600 people there. But I can only pay you in beer and peanuts. Right. Is that a pro gig or is the private party that's paying you 600 bucks a man, a, a pro gig?
0: The $600 a man gig. Right. right? Exactly. Just, it's, it's definitely not as lavish, right? Not 600 people yeah. to play for you're going to make you're going to make a whole lot more money, right? These are the kind of gigs that I say yes to. These are the kind of gigs that John says All yes to. Right? Day
1: and twice on Sunday,
0: right? If I'm 20 years old, that's when I was playing for beer and maybe 10 dollars in gas. Right. And, you know, and,
1: and 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 that's not like that is not a professional you know, like that is that is not what I would consider to be a professional gig. Right. That's that's a that's a crappy crappy bar gig. If you and if, will. I mean,
0: if you're a startup band, though, if you're some kind of band that's starting up and you need those opportunities to open and be put in those places. That,
1: that's one thing. I don't want to get this confused. I guess I should probably have have, have set this up a little, you know, well, teed this up, gave I, some I, context a little yeah, bit Yeah, I think more, where, right? where
0: John's coming from there is that, you know. I, There's a funny, difference between
1: paying your dues, okay, yes. right? I think that that's what we needed to do, distinguish is due paying your comeuppance, if you will. Right. But eventually, you get to a point to where your comeuppance hits a a threshold of okay. I'm providing a product and service that is above and beyond amateur status. Like you need to pay me for this. (laughs) Right.
0: Exactly. And I mean, what, what what I thought about when John was, was talking about the opening gig is when, when I was coming up playing hard rock and heavy metal, I didn't call myself a professional musician. Mm -mm. I was in a band Mm -mm. trying to make it right. Yeah. We know those two words, make it, make it has nothing to do with professional until you make it. Right. So there you either until have to make, you it, make it. That's until it. You make it. Yeah. So you make it as a band. Now you're a professional. If you decide to stop chasing that make it, that whole make it thing, then you can step aside and become a side man. I think a lot of what we're talking about pertains more to the side man, unless yeah, it the, does. The, it's, the, the, it, the, it does the the original band trying to make it. And, and right. If that's you, uh, all, all the power to you because that's a that's a that's a hustle.
1: It is, and it ain't for everybody, you know, and that's usually what separates the driftwood in the musician community Mm -hmm. is that ability to, you know, pay your dues and come out of it and start to be able to call yourself professional and start, you know, um, demanding, you know, monetary, uh, putting monetary values on your services.
0: Right, exactly. You know,
1: whether you're a live band or you're a sideman or you're a session guy or you're a content creator. You know, if you're not making money, you're amateur. That's just yep. that's just what it is, and there's it's okay it to be an amateur. You know, yeah. everybody starts there. Right. <laughs> you know, right. everybody. Nobody.
0: Yeah. There's no derogatory anything because we're we're all from we all start in the same spot as musicians. You know, we all yeah. start in that same very spot. Um, but I think what John and I are really trying to, to to summarize this as best as possible is that we're just trying to change the rhetoric and the thinking that just because I say I'm a professional musician, it, it, you know, that doesn't mean that I have to be associated with an artist. Um, I'm, I'm proud to be, if that's the case. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, just, just being able to kind of change that rhetoric. And I'm not sure if it's if it's an uphill battle. It feels like it is. But, um, you know, it it came from a conversation, like I said, it came from a conversation John and I had, and it was just like ringing bells when we, we were talking about it.
1: And it does. And I I even asked my 14-year-old daughter uh, when I, we were having dinner, I was like, Hannah, let me ask you a question. My daughter's name is Hannah. I said, If I told you, if you didn't know I was your dad and you didn't know how cool and awesome I was and all the music (laughs) I've done. If I told you I was a professional musician, what's the first thing you would ask me? And she said, I would ask you, well, what band do you play for? Right. Okay. 14 years old. Okay. She has no, I mean, she's been around music all her life, you know, being, you know, because of me. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was just, I mean, Chris, it was, like, nothing. Like, she didn't have, it was instinctual. Right. It's like, who do
0: you play for? Who do you play for? Yep.
1: And I asked her, I was like, well, what if I told you I just played in the praise and worship band at church? What would you think? And she was like, uh. I was like, okay, exactly. Right? (laughs) So you wouldn't think that I was a, quote, unquote, professional musician. It's like, you know who your old man is, so it's hard for you to strip all that down. But if all I I was was a praise and worship guitar player, would you consider me to be professional? She's like, "Eh, probably not, I guess. I mean, so, but then, you know, I told her, I was like, well, what if I told you I get paid to be in the praise and worship band? She's like, well, that's different. I was like, even it's, it's just
0: ingrained in, it's ingrained in the psyche of everyone. It's
1: it's just ingrained in, in, in everybody. Like if you're not collecting money for your services, you're not a professional. Right. Right. And, and it just doesn't, um, it's not, things are different out here, man. in the music scene now, man, like it's not your, your, your professionalism doesn't, revolve around how many stages you play on a month. Yep. Anymore. It's just not. Thank goodness. Right?
0: I mean, gosh, with, with with the COVID times we live in now, I mean, it would be a lot of musicians would not be doing anything. You know, like they would mm-hmm. have had to have changed paths really quickly. Mm-hmm.
1: Totally. And I had we both you and I had to, you know, we had to really took a take some self inventory about what we were going to put our efforts into, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're definitely, you know, glorified side men at the end of the day. And we're always, you know, available to, to provide our services into a band or to an artist, you know, if the, if all the boxes check off, like we've talked about in previous podcast episodes about Mm -hmm. checking boxes, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, um, if the situation is right, Um, you know, we'll definitely get ourselves involved, but now, you know, us being in different seasons of our life, man, like we're just not throwing ourselves into everything that comes our way. And I mean, we're not trying to be like, oh, we've got all these opportunities. I just turned down a tour with the freaking guns and roses, you know, (laughs) I, I hope I'm not coming off like that, but no, no, you know, like locally around town, you know, Chris and I have established ourselves and people know who we are for the most part. And if somebody is looking for a drummer guitar player, you know, um, our name might get put into that the hat and we might get a call. Mm-hmm. Right. And if, um, ultimately, you know, it's something we want to do, we'll do it, but we're going to get paid to do it. Right. Like these people are not just going to offer us up, a gig in a touring band or, you know, uh, you know, a local artist, like they're going to know that they're going to need to compensate you because right. that's what they're, that's why they're calling you. Cause they want a pro. They don't want an amateur. They don't want, you know, cousin Timmy, you yeah. know, in yeah. the band. They Timmy. want, the, they want professional. Right. And I just think that, um, like that's, that's where I want to be, man. Like, I don't care about, if I'm playing it freaking wherever, you know,
0: insert and I think, I think venue you, say here, that, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I think you saying that too makes me, me kind of say like, I don't care if I have to, if I have to use the words professional musician, because I think if, if, if at some point there has to be some kind of insecurity that kind of gets factored in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're so insecure yeah. that you have to throw that around. Like I'm i I'm a professional musician, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, um,
1: honestly, man, like, I have a day job now. Like yeah. I have a day gig. Okay. It's a, it's, it's a nine to five Monday through Friday job, you know, but that doesn't mean because I have a day job that I'm not a professional musician anymore. Right. Because if you're going to want to get me on um, to record on your session, if you want to use me to record your, your stuff, if you want me to, if you want to hire me to play live shows, well, guess what? Pay you don't have to hit the number, Chris. Okay, <laughs> yeah. And, and and the reason why is because it's not it's it's not that you're paying. Um, what you're paying for is is what I bring to the table as a professional, right? right. That, exactly. And that and that that's what everybody should get into their brains is. If somebody wants to pay you, and you're making money, you can call yourself a professional
0: at right. that point. But at the same time, I mean. As, as kind of the second, second part to our myth here is if John, if someone were to reach out to John and say, Hey man, I really would love for you to play on my album, but Mm -hmm. I live all the way in Arizona. I'm willing to pay you this much. Can you do that? John would be like, certainly I've got my complete setup at home and he doesn't have, guess what? He doesn't have to go. He doesn't have to go jump on a stage. He could record all that stuff from his house, make that money and Never leave his never leave his little studio, right? He's got his studio at home, knocks yep. out those guitar parts, and this this is what I think that is is the the biggest overshadowing of everything is that that same interaction could happen, mm-hmm. and neither one of those people ever have to leave their homes, the artist or the musicians. It can no. all take place right in their like bedroom studios, home studios, whatever you want to call it.
1: And a lot, I you know, ninety percent of of the commerce musically. Uh, especially when you're recording, that's how it's, it's all done home studios, man. Unless you're a band that, um, has a major label deal and they're paying for your session time or you want to go and record something in a really nice studio, by all means do it. But like, you don't have to do that. Like nope. there's no, that, that, those days are kind of like there, it's almost antiquated at this yeah. point.
0: Yeah. You I mean, know, some of our um, favorite bands, I mean, we talk about Periphery quite a bit and to see like the way they record, like in Logic, they're recording in Logic, like Adam uh, is, is, you know, engineering all that stuff in Logic. And it's just like, yep. they're doing this stuff in a tiny little room or an apartment, you know, bedroom or something like this. And those things sound amazing. Their albums sound
1: crazy. They're, good. they're incredible, dude. They're yeah. incredible. And I mean, that's, that's it, man. Like they've, they've found. They've found uh they've trimmed the fat so much that it's so streamlined that and a lot of it has to do with, you know, technology having access to all this stuff and and knowing how to use it.
0: Yep. Like it's just comes down to I think that for for you know the biggest sweeping message in this would be do, do what you want to do, but know that there are platforms out there for you to make all kinds of money and you don't have to be on a stage, you know? Like, no, you don't. If that, I think that's the other part is that there's that fear that there are those players out there that, that may not want to play on a stage. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they're scared. They're like, I want to be a professional. I want to be successful at this, but I just don't have opportunities in my little hometown to play on a stage and I don't have yeah. the money or resources to move to Nashville or Los Angeles or something like that. So how am I going to make this work? There's, there's plenty of opportunity out there to, to do As long as you've got internet
1: access and a computer, you can start creating content and start developing, uh, uh, your brand and try and monetize yourself that way. And that is just as good and just as profitable as playing shows.
0: Possibly more profitable depending on, you you know,
1: you're, you're, you're talking like residual income at this point. Right. Right. Because if you're playing live, it's like, okay, I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars for this show and the show's over and that's it. You get paid, you go home, you're done. Okay. With YouTube stuff, it's our our content creation. It's residual income. Right.
0: right? They call that that passive income. I met a guy guy Mm -hmm. when I was young and I say young in my twenties, he, he blew my mind. And honestly, it wasn't probably 10 years later where I kind of figured out where he was going. So this was, this was before YouTube, this conversation happens. Mm-hmm. He told me straight up, this guy was younger than me when he said this. He said, Chris, you and I, this is when I was working retail and i mm-hmm. in a music store. He said, you and I get paid while we're here, but the people who are millionaires and billionaires get paid while they sleep. Yep. The ones that get paid while they sleep are the ones that are the most successful because mm-hmm. they're getting paid nonstop. He said, we call yep. that passive income.
1: And As opposed to earned income is what you get when you work, right? You earn an income. So Passive income is is something that like Chris said, you're while you're taking a poop, you're making yeah, money. Yeah. Okay.
0: And I mean, some of the side hustle stuff I've got going, I create, you know, I create tracks, I create beats and things like that and um it's not a ton of money, but when you wake up in the morning and you got some PayPal notifications, that's pretty sweet because what? I made money while I was sleeping.
1: Absolutely. And that doesn't happen when you play at the honky tonk uh three nights uh friday saturday and sunday out in midwest at the honky mm-hmm. tonk you mm-hmm. get paid one flat fee and that's it there's no there's no passive income for that okay right. that is an earned income situation so i think what what has kind of lit the fire in musicians is the whole pandemic man like you can't you can't bank on live music like playing live i mean who knows what's going to happen next, man? I mean, God I mean, forbid. Dude, I'll be honest. You know I'm saying i like,
0: wondering if like I would prefer to just get some kind of, you know, I've seen these guys like get up on Twitch and, and drum for hours and take like, you know, song requests and all this stuff. And they're, they're making crazy money. I mean, they're on mm-hmm. they're on Twitch for like two hours and they'll make three or $400 a day. Just, you know. I'm not sure how Twitch works, but you know, it makes you kind of wonder like, am I doing this the wrong way? You know, do do I, do I, do I, do I have so much of a romantic feeling about being on stage that I feel like for me, and this is probably the ultimate question for me to feel successful. Do I have to be on a stage? Right.
1: Well, a lot of that stuff is just, you know, that's how we came up, Chris. Okay. When we came up, there was no Twitch, YouTube or Instagram. Right. It was, you put a band together, you sound like shit, you practice in somebody's garage, you sound like crap, you go out and do some shitty gigs for nothing. And eventually, right, if if the stars align, you know, you get good and things kinda take off. Right. Right. On, in venues on the stage. Right. Now it's different, man. Like that's not like
0: That's just not the path as much. It's not the path, right. I mean, can you imagine like with COVID right now, if, if John and I were like, Hey, let's start a, let's start a band. That Mm -hmm. sounds like the most uphill. That is
1: frightening.
0: It is. I mean, how much you would have to sacrifice, not only in money, but time Mm -hmm. and effort and just trying to keep that on track with the way the world is right now. I mean yeah and and we're
1: seeing man now with this new delta variant coming up man all these tours are getting pushed back and postponed again i was looking on twitter man and like the the big country music the gulf coast jam like it got pushed back you know all these big major label artists like stevie nicks that was going she's pushed her tour back to next year like it's scary stuff it's it really is frightening man to think about like god i mean all these guys all these touring musicians that were out of work and they're like oh here we go finally it's opened back up and now like to
0: get reshut shut back
1: down again man like,
0: yeah hot dude this whole like false sense of that it's over it's not over you it's, know, it's not, still going man. on it's
1: but, still going on but but anyway i think yeah. I, I think you know we we've kind of you know, we've, we've made our peace with this, Chris, you know, it's just something it's just, it's this simple guys. If you want to be a pro, you got to get paid for it. Period. That's yep. just, that's just the way it is. Otherwise you're just an
0: amateur, yeah. you know? And the flip side of that is to, to get paid. There's a whole lot of other opportunities than just being on stage. Yeah. So, yeah. I
1: mean, you can be an awesome guitar player and not play really well in an ensemble situation, but you can play on Twitch or put it up on YouTube and have people subscribe to you and check out your stuff there, you know, and that's just as good too.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Well, John, um, I think we should, um, point people back to the series we recently just did. Um, oh, yeah. John and I spent, uh, what was it? Five episodes, uh, yeah. going good, through, good, the, good through the decades. Uh, we did a series called recording techniques and we covered the 1960s, 70s, 80s. Uh, in separate episodes and the nineties, uh, the nineties, the
1: mother load, (laughs) the mother
0: load, uh, the nineties was split into two episodes. So we ended up with Mm -hmm. five episodes there. Um, you guys should go back and check it out. Um, Oh, please. They're they're some of of
1: our finest work. It's some of our finest work, Chris.
0: Yeah, it's really, it's, it's just, you know, there's to me, like looking back on that, John and I learned so much about just the recording process throughout the decades and just how fast technology just was letting things just run rampant and, it was just amazing, the music that came out of that.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I think some of that can tie into what we're talking about now, as far as like all the content creation and the the ability to be your own, your own kind of thing Yeah, on yeah. the internet. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I mean, it's imagine just...
0: imagine saying that in the 70s, eighties, or even the nineties. Like, hey, you know, we could we could probably do this by ourselves. And people would laugh in your face. Like, no, we <laughs> yeah, need the record label. It. We need the record label's money. Oh. And we're gonna need tour managers because there's gonna be a tour. And you know what I mean? Like it's just mm-hmm. so, so, so different now. Um completely different. Completely different. But you guys go check that out. It was a it was a fun series to do with Joe. Yeah,
1: please do, and we'd like your feedback too. Uh, you know, uh let us know what you think about the uh um, the series. Um, if there are some albums that we didn't, uh, mention, uh, you know, let us know. We'll give them an honorable mention in, uh, upcoming episodes. Uh, there's just too much to kind
0: of narrow, Especially narrow it down. The, you know, once we got to the eighties and nineties, like how could we, we left off so many things just cause we didn't want our episodes to run two and a half hours long.
1: Yeah, man, it was bad. I felt bad. I couldn't sleep at night. A couple, a couple of <laughs> nights, man, off, off some stuff that, you left you know, off. My bro- you left yeah, off the list. Yeah, my brother, one of my my eldest brother, he's like, "Hey, man, how how did you leave off that record?" I was like, "Listen, man, I did yeah. my best, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the best alone. I
0: can. Get off my lawn. Yeah, get off my lawn, man. Oh.
1: Well, guys, yeah, we go appreci- back and check that uh, out for guys, sure, man.
0: Check check it out. We appreciate all you guys. Um, I will say, I'm just going to drop this, John. We didn't discuss this, but we are okay. working on a pre- a Patreon page. Yes, we, we are going to launch that Patreon page in September. So next month yep. we are launching the Patreon page. Um, we've had people ask for this. Um, where can I, you know, send me somewhere. Where can I send you guys some, some money? We appreciate uh, you guys asking for this and, and mm-hmm. the people that are loyal and listen and, and download and subscribe to the podcast. It's so humbling. I mean, John and I, like, we're just, we're doing this for fun. You know, we, we, we yep. like, we like to talk, we like to talk about music mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and all the things that go around it. And we love that there's an audience out there that loves it too.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, we want to grow this thing, uh, to big, huge, massive, massive, you know, massive, uh, epic proportions, you know, and it takes money for the horse to trot, you know, That's for um, sure. we, we, we definitely, um, appreciate any, any and all, uh, you know, donations towards the cause, it will be well worth it because we definitely have a lot of big plans in store. Yep. For the rest of the year and then the following year. And uh looking forward to getting the Patreon kick started. Yep. And uh we got some really cool things if you um, you know, get on the Patreon subscribe. I don't know how you do it, Chris. I'm yep. not I'm not hip to the nomenclature that's of Patreon. Okay. But that's okay. You know, we've got some thing. We've got some things we're going to be offering uh, to you, and uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we're we're uh, really excited to uh, yeah. get that going. For we'll sure. let you guys
0: know when we drop it. Um, should be you know within the first part of September, unless something holds us up. But we'll yep. uh, we'll be we'll be telling you guys about it. But uh, John, I think that wraps us up today. Yeah, that was um, a good one, man. That was a good one. good
1: one. I feel I feel uh, I feel clean, Chris. I do I feel, too. My conscience is clean. I do okay? too. I,
0: I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. Yeah, me too. Real good, real Bust, solid. Busting myths with you—it's very good stuff. Yep. Yep. Well, John, uh, uh, get us out of here, man. Let's head out.
1: We are out.